0: Hello again, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Two Stop Podcast. I'm Paul, and I'm joined today, as always, by my good friend, Mr. Hayden. Hayden, how are you keeping? Hello, you beautiful people. Yeah, I'm keeping well, sir. How are you? I am the very best. So, yes, uh, folks, on today's episode, we're just going to give our thoughts of the race in Saudi Arabia and talk about our drivers of the day and also react to our predictions, our top 10 predictions we made in our last episode and yeah, without further ado let's get straight into it. So, Saudi Arabia, Hayden thoughts?
1: Well I'm feeling a little bit smug because I managed to nail the Paris prediction from last episode
0: had a really really
1: good race didn't he, He was really impressive, I know he was helped by Max for that penalty but he kind of maxed Max's pace in the last couple of laps didn't he? he last even 10 laps
0: Yeah, it was around the 5 second mark for most of the last 12-13 like, laps and it was mighty impressive
1: Yeah, he kept up really really well and I was really happy for him he is so good around these street circuits it's so good to see but yeah, feeling a little bit smugger this episode
0: So uh, I should have gone from a gut <laughs> as, as, as you said to me last episode I was single of yeah, initially <laughs> yeah I thought of him initially and yeah I should have went with my gut and it backfired on me but, but I fair, was... when
1: the safety car came out I kind of thought oh no Max could be up here again
0: yeah that is true but with my uh, prediction as Max being first you know I wasn't far off. It was only he only came second. But whenever the race started, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a complete, complete disaster." <laughs> so, yeah, like whenever that safety car came out, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Max went on to win the race because he he was obviously was, so quick.
1: It was a weird safety car, too, wasn't it? Because he, I thought Stroll had it parked up pretty well.
0: Yeah, but I. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's someone that spun out in that corner, like last year or the year before, and like practice well, or maybe the race. I can't remember. Like something tells me someone might have maybe spun out at, at that corner. So maybe if if uh, someone did spin out and it went into that general area and there was no safety card, then obviously you would never never hear the end of it. Fair enough, fair enough. I
1: follow the VSC you can okay, but safety car makes it more entertaining, I suppose. I understand. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, there was a couple of drivers uh I noticed that benefited from it. Like uh, Sonoda, I think he was like sixth or seventh at the time, and then he uh he didn't stop and then safety car came out and then he ended up down in tenth, and then obviously Max, you know, he was up in fourth, and then he was able to hold on to that position. Yeah. So, um, I don't think too many people lost out because there was a lot of there was a lot of drivers already pitted right before the safety car, and it was only really a heart maybe a couple of people who were running really long, uh, hoping for the safety car and the managed to get it. Yeah,
1: I think like the Clare kind of it just before it came out, didn't they?
0: Yeah, like that. that.
1: Yeah, but I was gutted for UK because I hand down P ten predictions. And he was so close. But him and Magnussen's battle was my favourite the entire Grand Prix, probably.
0: Yeah, like, Magnussen fair-played him. Like, when he qualified, he was, like, 13th or 14th and just slowly, slowly but surely got that gap closed down and he had a couple of attempts to get past him and then he dropped back by a couple of seconds and then he just was very persistent in closing that gap back up and... Yeah, both of them locking up in the first corner. I was like, oh god, this is going to (laughs) be... This is going to be a bit of a mess. It was nearly
1: a proper old-school move, because he didn't have DRS, he just slipstreamed and he just sent it, like, just into the corner. It was a proper old-school kind of manoeuvre, I loved it. Obviously, it's good for Yuki, but KMAG, what a fella.
0: That's what you want to see, both cars locking up, struggling to make the corner, and trying to (laughs) race each other. Proper, Proper stuff.
1: And Yuki's great redo message. Just the no. scream of frustration though <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the wee guy. I love the wee fella.
0: That's like the second race now where he's just missed out on that on uh, the points. And he probably could have, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: true, but he's also doing really well.
0: He is, you know, like he's he's obviously capable of getting that card to the edge of the points, and he's just been it's unfortunate in Barry and he could. Yeah, Past the Williams, um, obviously, we know how quick it is in the streets, and then he was doing well yeah. the whole off magazine for so long. And uh, was, I don't know how many laps ago, it was three or four. I mean, it just couldn't hold on for much longer,
1: something like that. Yeah, uh, compared to how Nick DeVries is doing, like, he's doing a phenomenal job, I reckon, so far in Alphatari. Yeah, Unfortunately, though, we should probably talk about the FAA, should we, in this podcast, a wee bit, and the whole Alonso debacle.
0: Yeah, let's get the elephant uh, in the room addressed and over with very quickly.
1: Yeah, I didn't want, really want to start too negative, but it was with an oof, ongoing moment for the FIA, wasn't it? What's your thoughts?
0: It was, but oddly enough, it was, it was one of them scenarios where I thought, whenever they made the decision, I thought it was fair enough, and then whenever they reverted back, I thought it was fair enough. <laughs> and the reason I, okay. I reason I thought that was Obviously, with Ocon, it is penalty, so he got, like, a 10-second penalty. And then there was mm. talks at the last couple of laps that Alonso maybe be getting five seconds, and then I was like, hang on a second, you know, you can't just, you know, give a driver a 10-second penalty, and then because it's, like, someone at the top end of the grid, then, you know, penalties penalty is much more, more lenient. Yeah. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like football, you know, like, if a foul happens in the middle of the pitch, it's a foul, but then if it happens in the penalty box, it's only, you know, not enough. You know, true. Do you think?
1: Do you know how you got the original penalty because he parked out of position? Do you think is that a fair one? Like he didn't really go any forward. He's still in the same spot. Just over a bit to the left. Do you think should that still be a penalty, or do you think rules of rules just to stick by it?
0: I think that's fair enough because if you leave that open, then you can get drivers who will abuse the living daylights out of things like that. Like they could like leave one, like, tire in the box and then, like, park up at the middle of the track and it'll just, like, really stupid. But they'll argue that well it's on the rules that if we keep, you know, like, it's having to say that we can't do this, you know? So, yeah. it'll just, like, it'll just get into a messy situation. So, I think it's fair enough, in my opinion.
1: It's weird having the back-to-back ground breeze, isn't it? Especially somebody like Alonso, who's parked that car in a grid start. How many times? Over 300 now?
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's just... 300 just goes to show that anyone can just make these wee rookie mistakes.
1: Yeah, they had a phenomenal start too, didn't they? Yeah, like he
0: just sent it in that first corner.
1: Is the Red Bull just, do you think it'll be way too quickly for Aston throughout the whole season or do you think there's a chance to close it up and get his first win or do you think will Sergio and Max have to take each other out?
0: I think the Aston could win a race but they'll need a bit of luck going for them and then they'd have something happen to the Rebels, like uh, Spain in twenty sixteen, basically with Hamilton and Ross protecting each other out. Um <laughs> so um like like it's a fair enough point. Like do you think uh it's only two races in and you know like you can't really judge a season until like at least six or seven races have like passed until you know exactly what the packing order is. But do you think uh this could be the beginnings of the twenty fourteen Mercedes in terms of how dominant they were over the rest of the fields, like they were like already like half a minute ahead of like everyone else at least.
1: I think Red Bull basically had like instructors pretty much wrapped up. I imagine already. Unfortunately, I think like a few people in the grid were saying it's one of the fastest cars ever seen. So I think Red Bull are just going to be checked out to the front a wee bit during the season's course. I know the new rules like their wind tunnel time should be limited now, so they couldn't develop the car as much as they probably want to. And have the penalty from last year still to be applied? I think. Well, that's reduces the win sometimes. Well, but like that car is so fast right now. They could probably even stop focusing on this year and even start developing next year's car win all the time. It's a scary thought. Yeah. But hopefully, the rules will keep it a bit more like the the pack a bit more bunched stuff. Hopefully, and hopefully we only like one more season of this, because I do want to see a fight. I don't even want like. I wouldn't even want to see I wouldn't even want to see Yuki Sonoda lead the pack by twenty <laughs> seconds. It would be great to say and I love Yuki. But I want to see a fight no matter who it is.
0: Yeah, like I think the rules like I think it was it always gonna be like a like realistically like a long term evolution of like getting the cars closer together. Yeah. Um
1: but to, to be fair, I... if you take the rebels out of the grid, the grid's actually really close. Or like closest has been for years it's just there way out in front
0: <laughs> yeah as I said it does remind me of 2014 in a way you know so you just had Mercedes and then you had literally everyone else yeah Um. but I think you'll always have a team that will have that margin in some ways where I have them like two teams will have the margin above everyone else because you'll always have like you know like someone who like spend like the money and find all these great solutions and you know and everyone else had to like, catch up whenever they find like this nailed on solution of how to make their car quick Um, but I just think hmm. something in my head I just think that the only way you can get everyone like close together is basically tell everyone right this is your car you can this everyone has to design the same way you'll have the same engine same parts same everything on basically every car is Exactly the same, and you just go out racing. But then the constructors, yeah. the teams and wouldn't. Face the side of it. Yeah, at the limit, it's that, and the big teams. were like, what's the point being at it anyway if it's just gonna be a driver's competition?
1: Yeah, you can't take can't hit Red Bull for doing a good job. You have to look at like Mercedes and Ferrari and think, why are you guys not at that same level? yeah exactly. The Ferrari. What do you think of them this year? It's... So far, two races in, they look like it could be potentially. The third or fourth fastest car, maybe. Even.
0: Yeah, like I said in the last podcast, it seemed to be like a setup problem. But going by lot the the race of the weekend, it doesn't seem to be a setup issue. Well, Leclerc I mean, did a
1: great qualifying.
0: Yeah, but as you say, you rather have a quick car on a Sunday than a quick car on a Saturday.
1: This is true. Yeah.
0: Um, it's hard. As I said, it's hard to know because you went from like two very extreme tracks like one in Bahrain with like the temperatures and the heat and you then go to Saturday bit of as well but it's like a street track until you get to yeah, like yeah. more sort of like in the European uh, races kind <coughs> of they're still third or fourth then I don't know it's just like they, they seem to be maybe close as to Mercedes in a way but then Mercedes are not looking the best either like it does, it does. It's hard to judge after two races because you know things could change in a, in a couple of races. Like teams could find a form, Aston Martin could drop in form, um, Mercedes or Red Bull could slow down a bit. Like no one knows. It's a, it's hard to judge, but at the minute, it's not looking uh, the best for for Mercedes and Ferrari.
1: And Sand, who would be your top three drivers as a Grand Prix? Give me like your best and then like the other two you think are noteworthy.
0: I would have to say I was mighty impressed with Sergio that he was able to match the PS box yeah. and like he just kept them there and he just never looked he never looked like he was gonna lose the race. No. And I would say he would be maybe my driver of the day. Um then obviously Max. Um, would be up there as well for obvious reasons, you know, like starting near near the back, go along, get up the fourth safety car. Obviously, helped him out, but uh, you know, he, he would have been in, you would say, at least the top six, at least, even without the safety car with his raw speed. I think I
1: heard this stat the other day and didn't, I need a fact check it to be fair, but I think the last time Max has started below P10 in the grid, he's finishing the boarding spots. That's crazy.
0: That shouldn't happen.
1: Insane. That should not happen. If you're below P10, still finishing the in a few races, that is
0: insane. Like you would take like that's top six, now. top seven, like top six, top seven, you would oh, take yeah. that every day of the week. But the fact that he's getting podiums out of these ridiculous starting positions, that's that's mental.
1: Yeah, maintain kind the of same yours. I would give Sergio the drive of the day because he had the pole, he had to win managed to match Max which I think a lot of people doubt him for myself included didn't think he's able to do I'm sorry yourself Max deserves really good credit as well for coming back in the group but you've covered that um, my other one I think it might I've thrown between two I've kind of thinking about George Russell and KMA Russell had a really good run on today
0: he did Um, like I was actually the same I was sort of a tour between Max and Russell like Russell he just was like on the pace, and when Hamilton was on the tyres and uh just the medium tyres, and looking to get past Russell just picked up the pace and just basically left in there. Yeah, that, that was that's maybe impressive. Did
1: Hamilton the medium tyres sort of thought he'd do more?
0: Yeah, like uh, it was a very odd one. I was sort of half expecting him to at least get up to like fourth, maybe challenge Alonso, maybe. Yeah,
1: definitely. I wanted to see what Alonso Hamilton fight in Saudi Arabia, I thought that'd be brilliant. But they left a wee bit disappointed, not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, Russell, um, did a really good job. And I think Magnuson maybe just nicks my other pick or driver today. Just he, just he just had a very, very solid race and just slowly but surely picked his way up the field and, um, constantly hounds and for that 10th place and is. Patience finally paid off and we got that point.
1: Yeah, he done really well. Obviously, it helped it a bit on Stroll dropping out of the race. Yeah. So been sort of constructors' top 10. Also, just we really be noting Stroll as well, I said Magnus had a great overtake there, but Magnus's overtake in the first lap was sublime around the outside. Oh. Stroll's overtake, sorry.
0: Yes, that was majestic. Majestic. We I mean, um, had a really
1: good pace for the whole weekend. Did you see like in Q4? Free when he set the purple first sector and then yeah. the green second sector. And I thought, oh my god, he's gonna challenge the front row here. And then he just the last sector had it all the way.
0: Yeah, I thought, uh, like he must have maybe like had a snap of overseer or something if he lost like eight, seven, or eight tenths in the,
1: yeah, in the, the last sector. Uh.
0: But no, he was looking like really good and really handy. And then I think he was quite unlucky in the pit stops. I don't know, he must have been stuck behind won the Williams and then he had like was it the, the Ferraris and like Russell like jumped him or like like overcut like, yeah Ferrari had a
1: good strategy for once with Carlos with the overcut yeah
0: yeah so I think uh was unfortunate they were unfortunate in that sense to get stuck behind because he he was like behind that whole he was like near the front of that train with like Hamilton and like Russell and stuff and then he yeah. just dropped right behind like the back of all them before he retired before he retired
1: the car stopping working is pretty unfortunate as well.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of good overtakes, uh, one one of my uh favorite overtakes of the race was uh Joe on Logan Sargent around the outside of the first corner. He came from like quite a long yeah, way really back. Brave. He kind of came from like a long way back and just really swooped around the outside, and I thought, not fair play. Like, he had that car slowed down. Yeah, and... Joe had a good race. Yeah, he had a very solid race, and then all oh, like Valtteri, he just seemed to have a miserable, miserable race in Gabarsen.
1: Oh, Um, Valtteri just had a day from hell.
0: That no, was just not, yeah, not his weekend. No, like, oh, uh, like I, I didn't even know exactly what happened, but I know he, he made a couple of pit stops. and He was just sitting loitering around the back and just literally going literally going out for a Sunday drive and nothing more. It was a test
1: session. It became a test session trial after a few halfway through the race, I reckon.
0: Yeah, just. <laughs> Oh, uh, it wasn't wasn't a good day in the office for Harry Belter. Speaking of
1: bad days, McLaren.
0: I was just about to say that's McLaren. What what Great is going on? Like. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but- McP a wee bit. Uh, it was good to see the scrap between Oscar and Lando. To be fair, I think that could be particularly juicy as the season goes on. But yeah, the car just seems nowhere to. Me.
0: You can argue it's the slowest car on the grid. Yeah, it's a juicy battle, but. It- well, it's a juicy battle for eighteen for the minute. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did, did they both get front wing damage like a lap after each other in the first couple of laps?
1: I think what happened apparently is Oscar got the first front, the front wing damage at the start, and I think Lando drove into Piastri's debris. It was, it was really unlucky for a to be fair for McLaren. I think yeah. that's what happened. I think Lando just drove into yeah the debris of Piastri's car.
0: Oh, want it to rein supports basically?
1: Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's like, would it be the slowest car? Who do you think is the slowest car in grid right now? After you have to add
0: two, two races in. It's not. You could maybe. You could maybe say. I think
1: it's. I think it's McLaren.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it could be McLaren, and then AlphaTauri. I don't think they have like a good one lap car, but. Race car, it's not too bad. Uh, um, yeah, it's looking good in Yuki's hands, yeah. And uh, y- yeah, Williams, maybe mm, potentially. It just probably depends on the type of track. Like, obviously, they had uh, these are a couple of high speed tracks, so maybe when you get the more tactical tracks, they might be struggling a bit. Hard to know, but yeah, McLaren at the minute are closer to the bottom of the table rather than the top.
1: <laughs> what do you reckon like will happen then in the year if
0: McLaren finishes
1: last or second last in the structure do you think Lando's out?
0: As I said from my bold claim of the season, I think this will be Paris's last year. And mm-hmm. I would have a sticky suspicion that if McLaren continue like this, Lando Norris could potentially go somewhere else. And maybe, just maybe. Go into the Red Bull.
1: In the Paris is a good season. Do you think with the him still?
0: I'm just waiting for something to happen in the Red Bull camp to set him off. I'm just waiting for something. I'm waiting for a crash. I'm just waiting for a crash. Basically, <laughs> that's that's all I I'm waiting hope for. So,
1: we need some excitement. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. We need some rivalry excitement going on in that Red Bull team.
0: I'm just I'm waiting for fireworks or something to happen, like a or or like a multi twenty one type incident. Um, just to get the just the rub rub someone the wrong way
1: and yeah or what of Hamilton retires for the shocker time and surely Lando would be top of Merck's list wouldn't
0: he true do you think he would, he would top over to Merck
1: oh 100% definitely if we're clear. yeah 100% Russell cool. and Lando would be a really interesting lineup too to see who would come out and top there
0: that would be very it would be fairly close, so it will it's hard to be hard to call that one. They'd be both very kind of similar drivers. that just seem to outperform what about the, we, the car they have. Bit of a curveball here. What
1: if Saints doesn't have a good season of Ferrari? Think would they drop him for the worse?
0: Um I mean, he could, like if he wants to go to Ferrari. He could, but is this Saints'
1: is Saints a one more year in his contract or is this he what are the signs of contract
0: situation? I, to be honest, I am not 100% sure. Maybe one, maybe this year do
1: no, next me.
0: year. I don't, think, I don't think it was but that yeah, long when he signed. It was maybe a couple of years again, or something. Yeah,
1: this is like a very outside shot. I think you'd definitely go Mercedes Red Bull first. But it was just a very yeah. out there kind of shot.
0: True.
1: Because, like, at Lance so isn't going to move anywhere. And Alonso just seems like he's never going to retire. So that Aston Martin is pretty locked out.
0: What What would be more? What would be more likely to happen? Lance Stroll to go to a different team, or Alonso to retire? in the next few years.
1: I oh, actually don't know? Uh, <laughs> I can, honestly can't say if Aston Martin actually produced a championship title in car, is Lance holding him back? Would they change? that's the big thing I don't actually know because at the end of the day Lawrence was a businessman he wants to do well he wants to have success and he's apparently pretty ruthless isn't he yeah he's so really, he acts his own son I just don't know
0: I don't know but at yeah. the same time would he want to have like an inner team friction and then risk like getting like you know like necessarily if you're number one and number two and like being wise to hold off and stop fighting whereas if you have two drivers you will not listen to any orders and like risk crashing them both out of the race. You know, I don't think you really yeah, want that.
1: pretty weird thing. Speaking of fathers and sons, did you see the picture of Yost Verstappen when Paris is celebrating with the Red Bull team, and Yost has just the 5,000-yard stare just
0: ignoring Paris? Did you see it now? Yeah, I think I have seen a wee clip of that.
1: Oh, <laughs> what? Like, he couldn't even show one bit of happiness that somebody else else's son won, even the same teammate, like...
0: I don't think... Does he smell much even when his own son wins?
1: Oh this is very true, like yeah.
0: <laughs> so I wouldn't read really too much into that to be so not really <laughs> cheery if his own son wants for like the tenth time in, uh, in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean very yeah, fair enough. Like he might leave him off in our petrol station.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just you you just seem like he was just he looks straight through him and <laughs> no emotion.
1: <laughs> That's I mean. A bit of tension there, a wee bit of fire, you know what I mean? Get a bit of rivalry going between the two of them.
0: Just waiting for something to happen. Just anything. Multi-21, crash, whatever. But a bit, I mean, a, a bit of fireworks.
1: history of his teammates. Oh, yeah.
0: Just to just, just, uh, ask us about how this <laughs> how does, how does <laughs> went. <laughs> Speaking of
1: knock-on, these be race for him. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean they're so Just They must be like the bottom half of the points
0: just. Yeah, like that was a really solid race between him and Gazi. They just they didn't really put a foot wrong. They're just, they're very quiet. And ominous, but they were there and they got the job done. And yeah, you called it right,
1: t- didn't you? You said if and if rock on and yeah,
0: yeah. And speaking of which, our uh top 10 predictions from, uh, mm. la- from the last podcast, yes, Hidden,
1: see who's on the leaderboard here,
0: Hayden. Out of your top 10, how many positions did you uh predict correctly?
1: Uh, 10 shots, I got three, right? If you keep finishing the points, I would have had four. But I've got free, I got Sergio for the win, and I got Lewis and Carlos fifth and sixth.
0: Right. Well, I can proudly say that I have got an impressive one point. <laughs> which, <Right>. was, <laughs> which was which was and eighth. Uh I had a few well, couple Did you of... have 10th? for eighth? Gaussian tenth.
1: Oh, okay, right, gotcha. I had a
0: couple of drivers that were one place, two places out of sync. So I had Verstappen first. Yeah, uh, He's obviously came second. And I had Hamilton fourth, which he ended up fifth. And I had uh, Gasly tenth, which he turned out to be ninth. And then... I was lucky to have her, yeah. Yeah, and then I have a couple of ones that were well off. So I had Stroll ninth, but then he retired. I had... Alonso down in sixth, but then he got third. Then he got fourth, then he got third. <laughs> and then I had Perez fifth. So I thought maybe something bad was going to happen to all the Rebels. And it actually happened to Verstappen in qualifying. So I was like, No thinking, respect oh, to Sergio's name at all. No respect
1: on no <laughs> Sergio's name.
0: I didn't go with a gut. Uh, I sort of went with a gut. And yeah, uh, that was well off. And I declare second. And now that I think about it, I look like a fool. <laughs> now that yeah, the race is I over, a
1: second too. Yep.
0: Yeah, so it's not the, not the best, but uh I will have to think of a maybe a more sensible grid, uh top ten next time, or maybe wing it and open and pray that it's going to be a mad race and get some more points on the board.
1: Yeah, I mean Alcon was good driving. Mean, Alcon, to... is Alcon one of your people drivers? Grid. You still think he's better than Kim Reekinen?
0: I never said he was better than yeah. Kim Reekinen. Let's clear that up. You
1: put him <laughs> ahead of him the this. You did.
0: Doesn't mean I think he's better than him overall. There's a difference but since 2014. <laughs> overall, he's been very impressive to me. But right, Kimmy has also done very well for what he's done as well. But I had to put someone one place and someone in a different place. If I if I chose to put them almost the same, I I I would. But I couldn't. But you chose Ocon over Kimmy. I, I
1: actually think still, I still think Gav's going to beat Ocon this season. I don't think Ocon, he still do well, but don't think he'll like win a race again. It's going to be very tight. It is going to be very... Do you, he, do you think Ocon get a podium or race in this year?
0: If the cards play into their hands, the mates maybe get a cheeky podium if we have uh, oh, if we a chaotic race. So. You know, like one of the Alpines, you know, like who knows.
1: See if Ocon gets a race win this year. I will eat my shoe.
0: Okay, I don't think I will, he's going to do it. <laughs> I, will save, I will save this for a reference later.
1: Absolutely. I still think Gals is going to be. I'm not against this one. I actually like him. But I think Gals is a better pilot. I think Reagan's a better driver, too. But that's to be for now,
0: So, yes, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Or do you have another brain teaser for me?
1: Oh, volume well, me too well. Of course I do. They got the last ones pretty easy enough. So ramped up a bit higher in difficulty this season, this season, this time. So, my question to you, Paul, is Alonso got sacked on the grid, right? Close to his first podium, his first pole, I should say. Sorry, in how many races? So how many races go did Alonso' get his last pole position?
0: Was well, his pole position in Germany, twenty twelve?
1: Ah, oh, that's not that's not the question. I'm asking how many races this has this been. I, I
0: know, was was that the last race?
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Right, uh, okay. Can you give me to like the nearest ten? <laughs>
1: I'll give you the way of five.
0: Oh, cheers. Uh, but, 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 but. You know what, I'm going to wing it, and I'm going to say in 180 races.
1: Ooh, you went a bit too high. It's 171. Ah. <laughs> you weren't far off, you know?
0: I'm getting, I'm, uh, you know what? I'll have to, I'll have to work on my, my mathematics and get these weird stats and like get kind of how many races are there in the season. <laughs> that so that i know. There. So that I'll know for next time. ones
1: too easy enough. So I was like, I'm not having to you need to go and do a hard one for them. Out of curiosity, can you guess who's the driver with the second longest? Streak since his last pole.
0: Are they still driving? Currently active, yes. Okay. Since so their last pole position.
1: Mm, number two.
0: Okay. Must well, be factory bottas. And Oh, okay. Sir Sergio Perez. Not sure he got a pole Incorrect. last year, did Oh okay. Ho ho. I'll give you one more. Hmm. Lewis Hamilton?
1: No. It's Nico Hulkenberg.
0: Ah <laughs> I should have remembered. <laughs> 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 oh, of course. Of course.
1: <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg, of course, Hulkenberg's done the last poll was and also. His pole last poll was twenty ten. And also twenty twelve. But Hulk has missed a few seasons and also competing. So that's why he's got less races since his last one.
0: Fair enough. I should have remembered he was, he was on the grid.
1: <laughs> if you're also curious as well, your best answer was Bottas. He was the fifth longest, Stroll's third longest, 47 races since oh, 30, yeah. 2012. Oh, and yeah. Lando Norris has also had a podium longer than Bottas.
0: Ah, oh, right, right. I see, I see.
1: Haha, I've caught you out this week.
0: <laughs> right, next week I'll need to do my homework. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much Hayden for the gossip, the crack and the ridiculously annoying brain teasers. Always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and thanks very much everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Two Stop Podcast and we will see you again very soon. Bye bye.